Well, hello, Arise hosts and co-hosts. We're so excited. It's time for another podcast. With we need like a name yeah. and a jingle, something fun. Like, time for podcast with Kelly and Melody. Dun, dun, dun. Open up in your house. <laughs> jingle. Anyway, we're so excited and um, uh, we're here just to equip you again with some practical um, help, hopefully for your home groups. Um, so grateful for all you do each month investing in women um, around you. And we hope that your groups, you know, most of our groups, as we start, um, we realize and we encourage you just to be pretty organic, right? Like yeah. we're just wanting them to invite their friends um, from work or their people that you would hang out with anyway. Sure. Um, but I know that on Arise Weekend, we really, the host weekend, we really encouraged you to um, to begin to expand your horizon a little yeah. bit um, and to think about being a disciple maker, a maker of someone, a, a disciple maker looks beyond just bringing people in their home to receive, but bringing people in their home that I can make them into disciple makers. For sure. So this idea of exponential growth. Mm-hmm. Multiplication. Yeah, multiplication like in the Old Testament. And this is, I mean, sorry, like in the New Testament. And this is pretty um, uh, picturesque of what New Testament ministry was, yeah. right? When you say mm-hmm. early Christianity, this is kind of what it was. Oh, like. absolutely. I mean, we talk about this passage of Scripture a lot in church, um, that um, the early church would get together in homes and in the temple, and um, they would begin to multiply, hundreds added every single day. And I don't think that just happens because of big events. Mm-hmm. That happens because of relationship mm-hmm. um, and through individual discipleship um, on one-on-one levels. And like super normal things like breaking bread, yeah. um, sharing a meal, talking, praying, walking do, together, doing life mm-hmm. together. But I don't think that just because it's organic doesn't mean it can't be intentional. I think there was oh, yeah. an intentionality um, to the way that ministry was approached. So in other words, as we start this, your group may have started and probably started with just who you like to be around. <laughs> like, like I just choose Kayla. It's like, yeah. you know, when you play uh kickball and you like, just choose yeah. all your friends, yeah. you know, and then you uh, lose. It's a terrible <laughs> team. Yeah. So I think we start out like really kind of just wanting to have fun and a girl's night in, but hopefully as we mature in the Lord, we start to really get his heart for um, kingdom discipleship Mm -hmm. and to see that I could be a part of the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ organically, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to come intentionally. So with me having this intentional mindset to go and begin to reach people. And so I know on that, on this weekend, we did encourage you, we still to continue to encourage you to think intentionally, like how do I begin to reach out and to equip? Do I, who do I see in my sphere that has the potential to host a group herself? And so I, Jesus did this by he chose 12. Okay. Yeah. And then these 12 went and they had disciples that they poured into and mm-hmm. those di- disciples had disciples. And so this is how generationally Christianity was handed down to us. And this is the only way generationally it can be sustained is for each of us um, to be discipled and to make disciples. Um, and so really thinking like a leader of leaders and not yeah. just um, like opening my home. And so I know you probably think we tricked you. We did the old switcheroo. <laughs> And that might have been true. Um, I might be freely admitting that I, I suffered you into just by who you feel like It's having. just a dinner party. Um, Psych. Uh, but I hope as you got your feet wet with just your friends and got used to praying again in your homes that you realize this is not as scary as it has to be. Yeah. Um, and that with every new step of faith that you take, that God will meet you there with his grace. And so encourage you just to begin to think of, um, you know, and, uh, think of who can I invest in that can partner with me. Yes. 
and this being exponential. You know, there's something so cool. I think, uh, have you ever thought about, Kayla, that when Jesus called his disciples, he called them in groups of twos? Uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I've never thought about that before, but every instance I can think of, it was, there was very, I can't think of a single one where there was only one. No, there's no Lone Rangers. Yeah. There's no Lone Rangers. So, so even the idea of why we said host and co-host, because we realized that, you know, two are better than one. They have a better sure. return for their labor. So, um, so when you think about even taking the step of faith to open your home, chances are you had a friend that did with you, did it mm-hmm. with you. And if you didn't, I encourage you <laughs> get somebody. a friend mm-hmm. that does it with you. I don't, there's not a single ministry or group that I lead that I don't have a second, that I don't have somebody that partners with me. And usually it's someone that comes compliments my yeah. weaknesses. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not good at certain things, but they are, or they can, they're detail people and I'm big picture. Sure. And so I encourage you, if you're feeling a weight of your group, to ask the Lord or to look in your group and say, who could help me? And it's great training ground as we think about being exponential, yeah. as we think about multiplying organically, think about who in my group has the potential to host their own group mm-hmm. one day. Absolutely. And start by letting them co-host with you, giving them certain responsibilities to carry, let them lead the prayer, you know, like yeah. talking to them about stepping up into this, be the training wills. Absolutely. And probably if you've been spending time with them each month through Arise Gathering, you're going to start to pick up up on the specific strengths and even some weaknesses in the girls who you're who, who are coming to your home. Um, like I know when I started um, our middle school and high school girls life group, um, I asked my sister-in-law, Jordan, to do it with me. And we are like the exact opposite. Like I am loud and extroverted and bubbly and just sort of like when I'm in a room, you know I'm there. And Jordan is very much She's timid and kind and more shy and reserved. And it's been so beautiful how we've been able to work together um, because where I'm more of like, let's have fun. Let's, let's do this. Like get excited. She is that person that will come up like right alongside of them and be able to encourage them. Um, She's like, Kayla, don't pop the confetti popper. Yes. You know, her dog just died. Yes, very much so. And, and, and you know, what's so cool is she's, she's still like a new believer in the faith, I would say. Um, and she would tell you that, but I have seen her. It's been so beautiful for me to watch her even grow as I've sort of like forced her into this. Like I always say she is, like she, she, I can't do anything without her. Like she is phenomenal. We worked together for a while and now we're doing this ministry stuff together. And, um, just for me to see her grow, um, as I sort of like, I saw this little spark in her and knew that she would be this incredible, um, confidant and leader in these young women's lives. And I have truly seen this maturity in her where now she doesn't just come in and shyly, um, lead a meeting. Like I will force her sometimes to do it. And she's grown significantly. It's so so fulfilling too. So much more fulfilling for me to watch someone I've empowered and equipped step in for me to just do all the ministry myself. Like it's so, it's it's like being a parent and seeing your kid ride a bike for the first time. Like you get excited because you've been a part of their journey. And so like, don't miss out on the opportunity to in, intentionally invest in the women that are coming to your group to see them step into leadership. Absolutely. Um, because again, we're moving away from this consumer mentality. We don't want converts. We want disciples sure. and disciple makers that mm-hmm. everyone kind of wears the mantle of making disciples, yeah. which is the great commission for all of us. And so um, if that's my goal is to be a disciple maker, there's something to be said about like growth only truly happening when we exercise muscles. Yeah. So they're only going to grow spiritually to a 
stunted to capacity if all they ever do is is receive. If all they're doing is on the receiving end, they're really going to be a skinny fat Christian. Skinny Mm -hmm. fat Christian is someone that they might look good on the outside, but really they're just mush. Like if you ever like go into hug someone that's really thin, but then you touch their belly. Maybe I'm the weird person that touches people's belly when they want to hug up, but they're just like mushy. Okay. We, we call that skinny fat. There's no real substance mm-hmm. to them. They might look like they're thin, but they're not strong. And sure. so I see a lot of this in the body of Christ, which is what home groups are designed intentionally to prevent yeah. is skinny fat Christians yeah. that we all are exercising our faith by using our gifts, sharpening. Um, and the homes is a, uh, homes are a great place to really learn what your spiritual gifts are are to help identify how they function, to fail, yeah. you know, to fail in a group, to say something that was maybe a little not scriptural yeah. and realize it and come back like, actually that wasn't a scripture. <laughs> so yeah. like it's, it's a great place to grow in your gifts and to sharpen um, and then to be sent out. So I want to encourage all of our hosts that number one, you should not be doing this alone because yeah. there's no examples of that in the New Testament. Um, it's not, ministry was not done alone. Um, it was done at least in twos. And, and it's just, again, if we're talking about long-term sustainability, then you need someone that can help you carry the load, um, that can help the kind of kind of help come alongside of you. I almost said undergird. <laughs> so there's like a funny story, not to deviate, but um, so one time I was like doing like a monologue for a video or something, and I said we want to help undergird, and I was like, who says that? Who says the word undergird? Um, and then I think it was like a couple months later, and Kayla was doing a video, and would you know, Kayla, <laughs> we want to come alongside and undergird you. <laughs> I was like, why are we the same person? <laughs> I guess the only two people yeah, on the world. The earth. only people who use the word undergird, undergird on a daily basis. But anyway, that's what this podcast is for. It's yes. to undergird you. That will be the title. Yeah, that's, our, that's our podcast name. <laughs> it's for the forevermore. Yes. This is the topic, undergirding yourself. <laughs> it's going to have something to do with girdle, right? It does. Like, to suck uh, yeah. you in and to just make you look better. Yes, so your girlfriend, so. yeah. Who is your other that girdles you? Yes. Like, that's what you want to think about. Yes. So, so number one, <laughs> it's hard to move past that. Don't do this by yourself. Yeah. But number two, mm. to think bigger. Like think mm. bigger that you could have an expo- an exponential impact in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Advancing the gospel. You know, um, we all say that we're waiting on Jesus, but really Jesus is waiting on us because he said this gospel will be preached to all nations and then yeah. the end will come. So we have a responsibility to hasten the Lord's return by spreading the gospel of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And that doesn't have to mean we each hold conferences. What that does have to mean is that we're each disciple makers. And so we're making intentionally disciples out of people and you can't be a disciple and not make disciples. Absolutely. So the people on that second generation need to be knowing, they need to understand that God is going to require me to step out and yeah. to do the same thing, to open my home, to sh- open my mouth, to share the gospel with those oh, yeah. in my sphere. Well, you know, too, um, um, I was even just thinking about this. You know, I believe that our God sees our home groups as so much bigger than our existing home groups. Like what God wants to do with our Arise gatherings um, and our individual homes is so much more than the three or four or five girls mm-hmm. who you have gathering in your home. It is for generations to come. It's And the only way that happens is when you realize and recognize, one, I can't do this on my own. I have to partner with God. And two, God never wants me to just be alone. He always will partner you with somebody else. Um, I was listening to, um, I, I was doing this Bible study with some of my friends recently called Jesus and Women. I brought it up a couple of times. And um, 
Christy McClellan is the teacher and she uh, brought something up the other day. She was talking about the women at the well and how um, she would go in the middle of the day and there were no other women around and how in antiquity um, women never went to the well alone, that they went together um, and that they helped carry each other's water. And um, she's talking about this Hebrew word that means friend um, and it's the word haver. And it's such a beautiful word to say, um, but it really, it literally means to help someone carry their water. And so God never intended us to go to the well on our own. God God wants us to have that Javier. God wants us to have that person that can help us carry our water and that we can help carry their water. And I even think it's so beautiful. Um, you know, one of the things I love about Scripture is um, is just this, this idea of, of nature and gardening and seasons in life. And it, it, even just with like vegetation and fruits and gardens, not every fruit blooms in every season, right? Like pumpkins grow in the fall and watermelons grow in the summer. And so if we look at our lives um, as sort of, if we look at our lives as fruit, it's difficult. It's more difficult for us to grow fruit in certain seasons of our lives. And that's why God wants us to partner with, with that, with that pumpkin. You know, if we're growing watermelon, he wants us to partner with somebody who can help provide and sustain us in those seasons of life when we're not producing. Um, and so I just, I'm so thankful, um, that God is, given me so many amazing friends. I remember a time a couple years ago where I was just praying. I was like, God, I have no friends. (laughs) Like I'm alone. Like I don't have anybody. Um, And I just want a group of friends, of girlfriends that I can go and do and enjoy life with. And it was so funny how God answered that prayer. Um, He didn't answer in the way that I thought I wanted. Like I thought I wanted girls that were my own age, that we could go on weekend trips together and do like, you know, when you see like these big bachelorette parties all these girlfriends or whatever. Like, that's what I thought I wanted. Um, And that isn't what God gave me. He answered that prayer and gave me something so much more with just the, the, the women leaders of this church, um, with our godmothers group and how, um, I've been able to just learn and grow as God has surrounded me with these godly women. And so I just want to encourage you that if you're feeling alone, if you feel like you don't have anybody that that is your haver, that you don't have anybody that can help you carry your water, just begin to seek the Lord and say, God, I need somebody. I need somebody to come and help me carry this water, raise somebody up in my life. And I, I genuinely believe that when we seek it, it, when we seek God first, that He um, that He that He delivers that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I think it's central is to right now begin to ask the Lord, God, who do you want me to carry the ministry of Jesus? Who do, who do you want to help be my Elizabeth? You know, many of you are carrying the ministry of the Lord in your, in your womb. You're mm-hmm. pregnant with something that God's yeah. put inside of you like Mary, and you need an Elizabeth that's further ahead of you um, to come encourage you in that. And so it's okay to ask the Lord for that. Um, and so we all need to be looking ahead for women that can help us in our journey. Um, but also there are women behind you that are, are praying that same prayer that God, yeah. I, I'm carrying this water alone and, um, and that need you to look back, that need you to be mm-hmm. the Elizabeth for them. So I think it's on both ends that we can pray and it's God's put that desire in your heart to be mothered, to be nurtured, to have someone come alongside and help. But he also, I believe you're the answer to someone else's prayer like that. So begin to open your eyes because, um, I, I do think that we reap what we sow. And if we yeah. sow good friendship, if we sow good, um, armor bearing and being a Jonathan, being the heir in the herd that holds up our friend's arms when the mm-hmm. holding the word up is hard, that we're the friend that comes alongside them. 
Um, and not just expecting all our friends to come and serve our vision for ministry, but we help serve others. Um, I think that we'll reciprocate that um, naturally because it's the law sure. of sowing and reaping. So um, this is just so beautiful. And I hope that you're encouraged. I want to end just praying for all of you and for your groups that the Lord would anoint you um, to do this next stage, really, of ministry as we go from just having a group of our friends um, to really understanding and the realization that we are fulfilling the gospel of Jesus Christ on the globe for our generation. I mean, essentially, that's what we're talking about is something that big, that we are carrying the mantle of the gospel of Jesus for our generation. It's not a small thing. It happens in small doses. It happens with small things like bread and food and tables, but it is not a small thing. And so we need one another to carry it because it's too big to carry alone. And so, Father, we just pray right now. Come on, Kayla, help me pray. Father, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus for every host, God, especially those who are feeling... Um, weighted down by this calling, that they feel alone, like they're carrying this water to the well alone. We just pray um, that you'd open their eyes and see. Even as I'm just reminded as Elijah thought that he was the only Mm -hmm. one left, but he wasn't. You had preserved many that had not bowed their knee to idols. And so we know that there are many girls already, even in her sphere, um, that she's not thought about. So right now I pray the Spirit of God would just prompt her heart to see and to open her eyes, the one who can help. Um, Lord, and for those who are hosting groups, and there's so much potential just sitting in their room or young Timothys, sitting Mm. in their room or young Marys that have ministries of their own, pregnant with vision, pregnant with life change, God, of eternal consequence. Lord, I pray that she would realize, um, this host would realize the magnitude of what she is doing by opening her home. And God, I pray you give her courage and creative wisdom as to how to disciple um, every girl that's in her in her room, in her home, that you give creative wisdom as to when she needs to push some out of their nest um, and that it's comfortable to huddle. But Lord, I pray that if there's some scattering for the purpose of growth, that there's some breaking off and growing that needs to happen for kingdom development, that she'd have the courage um, to empower that that one in her group to start her own group um, with unique friends that she could invite to hers. And so, Lord, we just pray and we trust that you are the Lord over these groups, not us. And so we give you free reign, Holy Spirit, to do what you want to do. I pray that you would encourage the weary, um, that you strengthen feeble knees, God, um, and that, Lord, we'd close this podcast just aware that we are not doing this alone. We're not doing this without your spirit, and we're not called to do this without our sisters. And we thank you, Father. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. So good.